0: This is Doug Loves Minis. Hey, 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 short rounds and Benson and burners. My name is Doug, this is Doug Loves Minis. The show that is currently traveling from San Antonio to Austin. Had a great time in San Antonio yesterday. And intend to have a great time in Austin today. Coming to you from a rental car what kind of car is this, Jeff? It's a Nissan Versa. Do you like it? No. Why don't you like it? It's too small. It's too narrow. Uh, it, it, was, it was supposed to be a Ford Fusion or similar, and this is not similar to a Ford Fusion. It's too small. It's like an economy car. That's why. That's why I don't like about it. it why didn't so cool. you? You didn't. You didn't make this assessment until you were already on the road in it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Because uh, you know, at when at the rental car place, you could say no. I didn't know what. A give Nissan, me something else. I didn't know what a Nissan Versa was. Right. I mean, you got into it though. You you had to drive it off the lot. Yeah, it was real far from the test. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which company do you use? Hertz. Oh, uh, you got to join the Gold Club. I should, yeah, but I don't have a credit card. Because then you just pick any any car on the island, go even though that's the slogan for another company. (laughs) Um, All right, uh, here's something else I'm excited for, Jeff, and it's embarrassing to say. Um, Fox is putting on a live version of the musical Grease tonight. Oh yeah? (laughs) Yeah. I think it's three hours. Might just be two hours. Holy shit. I think it's three. <laughs> <laughs> Original cast? Because lots of commercials. Yes. Travolta, <laughs> Olivia Newton-John, uh, Conway Con- <laughs> couldn't make it because he's dead. Uh, what's her name it's going to be in it. Stalker Channing? Uh-huh. Sid Caesar died, so he can't make it. Um... <laughs> Uh, who else? Eddie Deason, I think, is going to be in it. You know, he plays thing. Eugene the nerd. Uh, that guy with the really bad skin, I think he died, so I don't think he'll be back. <laughs> I don't know how the how the uh, pink ladies are doing. I think they're all alive. Dying a man off. A little f- faded. Yeah. No, it's going to be all new young, it's going to be all new (laughs) 20 to 40 year olds playing high schoolers. Wow. Yeah. So I can't wait. And it's live. That's correct. So they're doing it on a stage somewhere where they have to stop the play for commercials. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have to, it's on a sound stage and all the sets are all next to each other because it's live. They have to run from set to set and make the whole thing work but what they did with the whiz and sound of music and peter pan on nbc which basically fox just is ripping off they're just saying oh that works yeah that gets good ratings so they're ripping it off but the thing that they're that i hope i wish they would do that nbc's not doing is there's no audience yeah you know, it should be like SNL, like they can move from set to set during the commercial breaks or whatever, but there should be an audience, like, to hear a whole musical number, especially like in The Wiz, there were some really good numbers, some powerful singing, and then when it's over, it just goes to quiet, and then more dialogue that's not getting any laughs or anything, it just it just feels, it's just in a vacuum. But people loved it, like people, people didn't love Sound of Music or um, Peter Pan that much, but they really seemed to love The Wiz. I didn't get through the whole thing. Coincidentally, I was in Austin, Texas when The Wiz was on, and I think after a while of it, I was just like, I'd rather be out having some drinks in Austin, Texas than sitting watching this. Yeah, yeah, go have some fun. It was a racist move on my part, because I, <laughs> I sat through all of Sound of Music. It's kind sure. of Nazis. Yeah, the widest musical possible. Yeah. So I'm excited for Grease tonight, and... Um, I will finish this podcast by recording tomorrow. Uh, what I thought about Greece, and then I'll release the episode, and I'll call it Greece. Because my new thing now is I'm trying to name every mini after an existing movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, like okay. when I was in Vegas, I did Vegas Vacation, Leaving Las Vegas, When I Left, Meet Me in Las Vegas, Mid. Visit, is <laughs> which is some movie, I'm, you know, I'd never heard of, but I was just looking up Vegas movies and found it. Um, what, what happens in Vegas? Yeah. Have I mentioned that Jeff Tate is in the car? <laughs> I think I've referred to you by name and we've been talking and I haven't said that you're not only the yeah. driver of the car, but you're my guest on this episode. And uh, yeah, it'd be weird if I was... Just the driver. Have you had another guest. Just my well, that's why you're on my shows. People call you all the time and go, why do you book that guy? And I go, because <laughs> he'll drive. He's just my he's just my driver. He doesn't even do stand-up. I just I just say get up there and tell 25 minutes worth of stories. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a really good driver. That's why you your right? sets are stuff like, I'm really into Kurt Russell. <laughs> Let's talk about Kurt Russell for a while. You want to? No, that's you and your performances. I don't want to do your act. (laughs) People love your laugh, Jeff. I get tweets about your laugh all the time, so people just got a nice hit of that. Hey, you're welcome. Nice big bong load of Jeff laughter. Um. Which also, Jeff, I must say, uh, he enjoys marijuana from time to time, but is completely sober for this drive. He even stopped and got a coffee. True. Yeah. Um, what was the last movie you saw, Jeff? Laser Tag. Oh, that's right. We were talking about it the other day, and I saw it last September at uh, Fantastic Fest, and I enjoyed it. I Think I gave it a Doug digs it, and um, you liked it too. Yeah. I thought it was fun worth check for people to check out for like uh yeah VOD eight probably. bucks on vod or whatever they go for yeah i can't imagine it's got a very wide release hotel room vod pisses me off because it'll be like 16 bucks yeah and you know i can afford it but it still movie, feels so wrong you can go to a movie for half that well yeah Depending on where you are, like you know, I'm used to paying that those kind of prices at the ArcLight in Los Angeles, but True. but that's a super nice theater, and the price also makes it, you know, not crowded. <laughs> you know, True. so I can just cruise in and see stuff. Some movies I don't I want to see on the big screen, but also not with a crowd. Like Room was a good example of that. Whereas like Revenant would be an example of one that you want to see with a crowd, or even Hateful Eight, because when the when the violence goes off. Like that's why I was sad Bone Tomahawk didn't get to play in theaters because that would have been neat to see that yeah uh, on the big screen yeah yeah I, I saw think- a Dirty Grandpa oh, good Friday good. night at the Alamo Drafthouse next door to LOL Comedy in San Antonio and um, I you know I basically just saw it just because I you know wanted to have some food and watch a watch a movie at, at the Alamo you know that it was the right showtime. <laughs> But, but this is the crazy part, Jeff. It's almost February 1st. It's going to happen by the time people are listening to this. And I have seen one motion picture that's new to me in 2016. Really? Yeah, I went from 365 new movies last year to so far this year, I've seen the one. I might just see 12 movies this year, one a month. New <laughs> January selection is Dirty Grandpa? Just, that's how it worked out, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how the cookie crumbs. Yeah, that's crumbs, right? Yeah. I liked. I, I, I thought I had some laughs. I was telling you the other day that there's one thing that happens in it that just made me laugh for like five minutes straight. Like I lost my mind. Um, and I, I, you know, De Niro's cool. Zach Efron's cool. Jason Mancus has a pretty big part in it. Adam Pally. So you know, I'm 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 just saying that it's probably got like eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Yeah. But I'm saying, don't be that. It's not that bad. It's not 8% bad. It's cut weirdly. For a comedy, the timing, the pacing of it's weird. And Julianne Huff is in it, and she plays like, um, his like kind of uh, Zach Efron's uptight fiance, you know? So it's the old fiance situation where he's always on the phone with her, and he's in some crazy, he's like naked on the beach, holding his junk, and he's talking to her on the phone, and people are yelling at him, and she's like, what's all that yelling? You know that kind of thing, and but the way they make the way she plays the part and the way they edit her, she doesn't react like a human being to anything. Like it's almost like she was maybe her performance was too sweet. They wanted her to be more of a more of a jerk to him or something, and or or make her more oblivious because there's just a lot of her like looking away, like before this. Before she probably... It just doesn't feel natural. Like, maybe... She's not a bad actress. She's in Greece tonight. Really? Playing, playing the uh, <laughs> Olivia newton genre. role. So, they've already... I've already seen her in the uh, leather outfit that she shows up in at, at the end. Shows up in at the end. Did you know You're the One That I Want? And that whole that whole number and the ending of Grease isn't even in Grease the Musical? That was the song they uh, wrote and added oh, for, yeah? for the movie. Just for the movie? I think so, yeah. Are they going to use it tonight? Uh, well, that's the thing is, uh, productions of Grease since then, because there was a Broadway revival uh, after the movie Grease. Uh, since then, that's what they do, is they put the, they keep that song in, because people would complain it's the best song in the movie, pretty much. Oh, and Gre- the song Grease, the opening title song, was, was also made for the movie. That Grease Lightning song is pretty fun. That grease bottom. lighting song. I'll tell you something about that. It's going to be interesting to see if they change any of the lyrics tonight, because in both the Broadway show, the original cast recording, and the movie, they say things like uh, in grease lighting they say uh, you don't you know it don't mean shit. We'll be getting lots of tit. That's one line. Uh, it's a real pussy wagon, is something they say at one point. Which was probably where Quentin Tarantino got the expression pussy wagon from. And then, um... Uh, they also, uh, in two, diff- two different times in the song, they talk about how uh, the chicks will cream. Whoa. The chicks will scream and the chicks will cream in their jeans. Yeah, so they, will, they will have to change it, bro. But it was that dirty in the movie musical that is a beloved, you know, the movie is a classic that people, families watch all the time, because John Travolta just dancing around, he sings the lyrics so fast that you don't, you don't really catch how dirty it is, but he's also at the same time taking, like, cellophane and rubbing it on his dick in that song while he's singing sure. those dirty words. <laughs> so it's weird the rest of the songs in the movie aren't that dirty but they say dirty things well they use a lot of expressions that like especially when the movie was supposed to take place in the 50s were kind of like uh, it's fun in that sense they say a lot of stuff like that they don't say do people still say bun in the oven and the rabbit died and things like that <laughs> the rabbit died <laughs> yeah that used to be how you. they would test women to determine if they were pregnant is they'd do something to a rabbit and the ra- if the rabbit died you were pregnant what the fuck? I know, right? <laughs> Can you believe that that was a thing? No, that sounds like witchcraft. The movie Joan Rivers like wrote and directed one movie, I think. In her, maybe she did more than one. Like, I think she did some TV movies, but the the movie she directed, the feature film that I saw in a the theater with my parents, it was called Rabbit Test. And the joke of the movie was that it was about Billy Crystal as the world's first pregnant man and oh, he gets nice. pregnant because a woman rapes him on a pinball machine. Really? Yeah. This was before The Accused. Oh, before The Accused. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very young Billy Crystal. That's a, and a very young Doug Benson watching it with my parents. That seems nuts. Yeah. And, and Joan Rivers has a, a cameo in the movie. There's a scene in, in a hospital where she comes running down the hall in a nurse's outfit and she's screaming, look out, hot colon. And then she trips and what is supposed to be somebody's colon falls out of the thing she's carrying it in and slides across the floor. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do an interruption of this movie. Gravity test? Yeah. Okay. Now, that sounds insane. Now I want to know what Leonard has to say about it. And this is all just my memories of from having seen it when, when I was a child. Like I don't even know how accurate that is. Because I've, quote, I've quoted lines from movies from when I was a kid that, like, I find out later that that's not what they said, or they said something similar, but they didn't say that. <laughs> they didn't say that exact line, you know? Yeah. Like, we're going to need a much larger boat, is how I said it for a while. Yeah? No. We're going to need that's two boats. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah. More boats. Yeah. <laughs> Send more boats. We should probably get another boat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the Luke, I'm your father line is always wrong. That's not the line. What does he say? He says, no, I am your father. I am your father, yeah. yeah. But the Luke, I'm your father is just a way of, you know, societally we made it that way so you could just express the whole idea of who's talking and who they're th- talking to right but I think Tommy Boy is what, what changed it because that's how he quotes it into the fan oh yeah that that really uh, that can have an effect yeah I watched that's Dumb and thing. Dumber like a year ago and there's a lot of stuff from Dumb and Dumber that people say all the time and that movie is not good no I, did you sit through Dumb and Dumber 2? no oof it was, I was like I wanted to see it because of the trailer so I watched Dumb and Dumber again Uh, to get ready for it so that I could be all caught up on the story and it was not good and I don't think I'd seen it since I saw it in the theater it's rough, it's really episodic, like the funniest moments are just moments, they just happen like, like, you know, I like the you want to hear the world's most annoying noise and then that noise he makes is pretty funny um, <laughs> yeah. The scene where he's like fantasizing that he that he's like a, a kung fu master And he's yeah. like make, running around the room and acting all silly is really funny uh, Hitting the girl in the face with a snowball really hard is funny It's got some serious laughs, laughs in it but, you know, that's, Farrelly Brothers, that's sort of their thing, is their movies to just sort of like set piece to set piece, and like, you know, you're not gonna get through an entire one of her, their movies without seeing like somebody's testicles in a awkward position or something, you know? Kingpin. <laughs> Do you see anybody's testicles in Kingpin? No. Kingpin builds is episodic but builds nicely to the final bowling match, you know, it's like isn't that like the final like 20 minutes of the movie yeah, or yeah. something? And that's, you know, that's where Bill Murray comes back into the movie because he's gone for a lot of it. Um, okay, Rabbit Test, 86 minutes long, 1978. Uh, Joan Rivers' only film to date is like low budget Mel Brooks wacky comedy surrounding slim plot about first pregnant man some wild ideas mostly in bad taste many guest star cameos and then in, in prezies including rivers as a nurse so at least i remembered that right the late alex rocco is in it the late george gobel the late paul lind the late imogene coco i gotta watch that movie again feels like that movie was cursed mm-hmm. no they're, they're all they're all very old they're all very old <laughs> they all died of old age yeah, and the, you know, what's his name? In the uh, death montage on the SAG Awards last night, uh, I thought it was a missed opportunity when they showed Alex Rocco and they showed him from The Godfather saying, I'm Mo Green, damn it, or something like that. Yeah. Instead of, they should have shown him getting shot in the eye. <laughs> for, for the death montage. Wouldn't that have been awesome? Yeah, yeah. Like every time somebody's had a death scene and they're in the death montage, that's the scene they should show. <laughs> that, that, yeah, <laughs> it'd be very violent. I understand uh, the appeal of that. I would, I would like it, but that's because none of my. Well, no somebody that's listening listen. to this, some some crackpot that's listening to this, Completely. make a sepia tone, black and white in memoriam with the serious music behind it, and then pick a bunch of people who are who are now dead but had a death scene in a movie. Yeah, like Alan Rickman falling in Die Hard. Yeah, would be a good one. And just do that. Just every one of their clips is just the scene where they die in a movie. How he dies in a. But make it very somber. Don't try to make it wacky. Right, he dies in a Robin Hood too, right? I'm sure he's died a few times, but the shot of him dying in Die Hard is not only his best death, but it's also one of the best deaths. Period. He gets thrown out a window. (laughs) Just the way he falls, though, is like it's very uh, almost like homage to uh, when the dude falls down the stairs in uh, in Psycho. Uh Alright, let's play a game, dude. Okay. We've been yapping long enough. People are like, where is the game? Let's play a game. So what I'm gonna do (coughs) is I'm gonna try to go on Twitter and get a suggestion for last last (coughs) minute Stanton. I'm gonna take the first one I get no matter what it is. And uh Man, I hope they make it a good one. The one last night was good. I really like Tommy Lee Jones being the choice. I was it, I was bummed out. Well, you were thrilled cuz you like memorized his entire oeuvre. I didn't I don't I didn't memorize it. I for some reason, you just it, know yeah. his movies. Like for I you really to be psyched Tommy for Lee Tommy Lee, Lee Jones and can't think of one Daniel Day-Lewis is insane. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis is a, a I mean, as much as I love Tommy Lee Jones, don't get me wrong. Right. Daniel Day-Lewis. But the of the day, he's a though, much more celebrated like, actor Exactly, which should be easier to remember them <laughs> You remember every Tommy Lee Jones movie And he's been in 70 of them No, I, I remember a good amount You did, like remember? 30 or whatever You did quite well If you guys haven't listened to that It's in yesterday's mini uh, Tommy Lee Jones uh, But today we're going to get a better name <laughs> no he is a pretty good one I just sort of tapped out because I we were running long and and I couldn't think of fucking Hope Springs I could never remember <laughs> I was just stuck on Hope Springs instead of just moving on all you gotta do is picture him in a cowboy hat and you can come up with another title yeah yeah <clears throat> I was impressed guy got, got the homesman that was good there was some good play yesterday there was some good players I was sitting on Rolling Thunder as my ace in the hole before I realized I don't need an ace in the hole for Tommy Lee Jones. I didn't even I don't even remember him being in that with William Devane. Yeah, yeah. He comes back from Vietnam with him. Oh, uh, okay. He's like he's in at the very beginning and then at the end when William Devane decides to go kill Roscoe. Do you think I should have accepted it if anyone had said he was roommates with Al Gore? Sure. That's a that's one like of the love, things he was in. Like if you said love story. <laughs> Um. Alright, I gotta Do you know that Tommy Lee Jones lives in San Antonio? For real? Yeah, that's why they, That's, that's why, why the guy it, suggested it? That's why it was suggested That's why they reacted to it like that To that suggestion That's why they weren't bummed out by it? Yeah Because a lot of audience would be like What? San Antonio's own Tommy Lee Jones I wish I would have known that before I just, I'm a fan of his movies I Have didn't. you played Last Man Stanton uh, on the show Since we've added the Lifeline thing? Yeah. Do you like that? I do, yeah. I have been uh, fucked by it a couple of times. Because it keeps somebody guide... else in the round, one round longer, and they say a movie you were going to say? No. Uh, <laughs> my lifeline guide has not known answers. Oh. Yeah. Well, to to I wouldn't business, say you're getting oh, fucked. I mean, because you're also lasting long and then needing your lifeline. Yeah, yeah. It's not that I'm so getting that's fucked. That's the problem. That, uh, I'm not, is that they have to have one that they thought of that all of us missed. I don't necessarily benefit from it. I should start... I should start the game. It's gamesmanship. I should use it early, and I shouldn't wait till I'm out. Right, but if you use it early, they might just say something you were gonna say anyway. Yeah, but they might not. You're right. That's not a terrible idea. Try that today. I will. If we play that game, if yeah, if I'm on the show. Oh, that's right. Not tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we can say it. We can reveal our collusion. Yeah, our own time. <laughs> my own timeline got confused right there. It'd be pretty funny if I was like feeding you what the name was gonna be on every show, just just so that you look great at the game and people would like you more. <laughs> dude, but let's make it clear that you're not doing that. People know that that's not my style. <laughs> but also, how could you? Because people from it's people from the audience. Are oh, dude, so easy. So easy. People write to me on Twitter. I've got a name for you. Okay, what is it? I say to them in a direct <laughs> message to them. Then they tell me. Then I tell you. Then I ask for them in the, at the show. Oh, man. I feel like you. Okay, so... <laughs> Now, I have not benefited from this plan, but it's a, such a good plan that it makes me think you've done it before. I haven't. <laughs> I'm just, I'm good at plans. I've told people before. you the plan. You're I've kid. said it before. If I wasn't a comedian, I would be uh, either a successful criminal or a jailed criminal. Right, but some sort of criminal. I would definitely, <laughs> I would definitely be able to, in a life of crime, but I found another con, which is getting everybody to think you're hilarious and having them give you money for it. Yeah, because it's, it's a total con. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get a Twitter person to suggest a name. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Joe <laughs> Rivers. We need to get one. Well, she also wrote a, a TV movie called The Girl. Oh, what was it called The Girl with Something? No. But it was kind of, it was a really cool premise in a cool ABC TV movie when they made pretty cool TV movies. Um, The Girl with Everything? Uh, Something, I don't know. But whatever it was called, it starred the aforementioned Stalker Channing as a fat, ugly woman. She had, like, prosthetics, you know? Yeah. A fat, ugly woman who was just, you you watch her getting treated like shit by men, uh, you know? her husband, her boss, you know, just various associates in her life or whatever, and she gets in an accident, a car accident or something, gets hit by a car, and then gets plastic surgery and comes out gorgeous Stalker Channing, like even more pretty than Stalker Channing normally is, like they went out of their way to make her look amazing, and then, the girl most likely to, is what it's called, Uh the girl most likely to, dot dot dot, and a play on the fact that in high school she was probably the girl most likely to be a fat loser. Right. You know they're probably mean to her. I, I think they even flash back to high school, and so then then the rest of the movie is her just systematically killing off every dude that was mean to her because they don't recognize her. She could seduce them. Hey, you want to go back to my hotel room? And then she like fixes the shower so it fills up and he can't get out. He drowns. That kind of thing. Really? It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I in. Mean, that does sound good. Yeah, and okay, let's talk about another weird movie about a woman and her husband's dying. There was a movie starring Shirley MacLaine, I think in the 60s, called What A Way To Go. And I was watching it on cable recently, I watched a few minutes of it because it's so crazy. She plays a woman who every man she marries is rich and successful and then dies in a horrible accident. Or no, in fact, she meets someone. when they're not rich and successful, they become rich and successful, and then they die in a horrible accident. So every time she becomes more rich, and she just wants to find a man she can love whose passions don't end up killing him. Wow. Yeah. And it's fucking people like Gene Kelly and Dick Van Dyke and Paul Newman. It's like super famous actors <laughs> of that time and now, like wow. still super famous, uh, that each could die in these crazy ways. Was it Dick Van Dyke? I think so. Anyway. Wow. I want to watch that again sometime. That'd be a good interruption too, maybe. Because it's also just, it's not a great movie, but it's its just weird that the premise is that she marries dudes and they just keep dying on her. It's like So I Married an Axe Murderer. Like crazy violent, violent deaths. Yeah, well, So I Married an ax Murder* Murderer's got the whole thing that, the trope that's been used a million times, which is the person's not sure if, if the person's a murderer or not you know what I mean like there's evidence to suggest they might be and then they keep getting keep getting thwarted right yeah that happens a lot yeah she can speak that language she's got an Atlantic City poster <laughs> yeah not, there's not solid evidence but there's evidence clues Right, on my Twitter feed, it says an internet surprise from Louis C.K. I, I gotta click on that, right? Well, maybe. What's, what's Louis C.K.'s internet surprise? Hopefully, it's a name for us to play in Last minute Sam Let's do it with Louis C.K. Trumbo, <laughs> uh, the invention of line, American Hustle, oh, uh. <laughs> uh, Blue Jasmine, Booty Tang. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, He's a tough one There's gotta be more though There's gotta be something else, right? Yeah, maybe maybe not I think I'm out Yeah I mean, what's uh, that, what might be that it. last Woody Allen movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Blue Jasmine I just said Blue Jasmine Oh, you did? Was there another did one? Did you say Blue Jasmine? I didn't even yeah. I thought you said Red White and Blue Jasmine Red White and Blue Jasmine? Mm-hmm That's not what I said. Um, But he wasn't in a uh, What, the, the most recent one? I don't think he was in a It was like um was Joaquin Phoenix, and it was called, like, an innocent man, or a unpleasant man, or uh, something. Uh, The Informant. Was he in that? No. Uh, I don't think so. Lots of comics were, though, so... What? Ugh, I clicked on it, and there's, like, a picture of folks outside a hot... Like, it has nothing to do with Louis C.K. God damn you, clickbait. Alright, um... ask somebody on twitter for help yeah help exclamation point i'm in a rental car with (laughs) jeff t96 first one that pops up in my notifications. Shouldn't take too long. Uh, let's hope it's uh, not a terrible one. But we're gonna do it, no matter who it is. Ah, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> in the meantime, I'll read a tweet from One-Eyed Willie Seeing Doug Benson Douglas movies for a second year in a row for my B-Day, and of course I have a great name for Last Man Stanton. Oh well, maybe he'll jump in now. Here we go. Uh Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yep, that's from Chadwick 85. Alright. Yeah, thanks, dude. Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Morning, Jim Carrey. Do I start? Um, which do you think would be easier? Doesn't matter. Is it easier to go first or second? It'll go for a while. Which will give you an advantage? Neither. Then go first. All right. Uh, the cable guy. Mm-hmm. I think we played this recently somewhere, but I'm down anyway because it's you and you're going to be hard to beat. Uh, the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Uh, Ace Ventura, pet detective. Ace Ventura: Pet Detective Two when Nature Calls. Uh, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> it's fun that, like, even in this episode, Dumb and Dumber Two, it came up. We already kind of talked about uh-huh. one of these movies. Yeah, especially Dumb and Dumber 2 <laughs> just keep saying movies with sequels well I could do this all day The Truman Show <laughs> I have to go with his continuing to try to get an Oscar because that's what he became for a little while there unfortunately with um, The Majestic. Majestic I've never sat through that movie all the way through because it's so boring and I really like most Frank Darabont things you know yeah, he did uh, Shawshank, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he started off Walking Dead. and Yeah. He did The, the Mist. The Mist? Mm-hmm. All right, more Jim Carrey. The Yes Carry Man. Carry on. The Yes Man. Isn't it just Yes Man? Okay. What, the yes. yes Man? Yeah, Yes Man. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I could have thrown you out for that. <laughs> I don't know if it's The Yes Man or just Yes Man, though, so... All right, should I drop it? So we'll, we'll let it pass. Do I, do okay. It. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna go with uh, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh. Um, the Mask. Did you ever see The Mask 2? No. Back in business? that one is called Son of the Mask yeah that's right um okay I'll go with um uh, Man in the Moon liar liar oh I'm telling the truth okay um ah ha ha Earth Girls are easy Bruce Almighty oh that's Uh, He doesn't just pop into things No no Wonderstone was close To that but Yeah he kind of was in and out Yeah, Yeah, he went out and said it's too violent. Which, I don't... What did he think it was going to be? I don't know. His scenes are the... All the violence is happening right with him on camera. Yeah, he's doing (laughs) it. He's there. Beating the shit, you know, murdering people quite viciously. But, I don't know. I I like that movie better than a lot of people, but I think it's just... I had so much steam from Kick-Ass that I just went straight through and just just like the whole... Yeah, I liked them both. I liked that universe. Yeah, exactly. But uh, my only complaint is that Jim Carrey disowned it. I got no problem with that movie. I like that movie. Yeah. Uh, There's a chance I'm out. I'm having a hard time. All right, well, if you can come up with the correct full title for the Lemony Snicket movie. Oh. What uh, were the words before Lemony Snicket? not as simple as the adventures of no i have no the idea many of, right. it's the many lives of or the wacky world of the complex misadventures or something, something it's, like oh that. yeah the crazy mixed up something yeah yeah something something like that and then what's the one about i love you harold lloyd or is there somebody's oh, Phil, name i love you philip morris philip morris <laughs> harold lloyd because he was was Lloyd because Lloyd was one of the characters in Dumb and Dumber Um, and so was Harry okay so Harry and Lloyd were both of the Dumb and Dumber yeah I love you Harold Lloyd (laughs) oh I wonder if that's probably what they were named after silent film star Harold Lloyd, Harry and Lloyd that's probably where that's from we just just uncovered a cookie yep (laughs) an easter egg (laughs) Philip Morris. Was it a middle na- initial or just Philip Morris? No, Philip, just Philip Morris. Not Philip P. Morris or some shit like that? No, because it had to do with the uh, Philip Morris like tobacco. Card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he had a middle initial. Um, Alright, I'm going to look up Lemony Snicket now. And Jim Carrey, see which ones we missed. Yeah. Was he... Are they in Dumb and Dumber or uh, Err? Dumb and Dumber and her. Once Bitten I'm not even looking at it yet by the way but Once oh, Bitten was the vampire movie so I was out oh yeah Vampire's Kiss I was uh, out a few times ago that's Nicholas Nicolas Cage's Cage, right? that is Nicolas Cage's great shining moment <laughs> he is so funny in that movie it was probably like the beginning of the end for him because he's so nuts in it oh he was in Finders Keepers with Michael O'Keefe and Beverly D'Angelo before, before Once Bitten Then Peggy Sue Got Married Earth Grizzly Easy Ace Ventura Pet Detective Dumb and Dumber The Mask Ace Ventura When Nature Calls I also said that wrong <laughs> Dude we missed Batman Forever When he oh, was yeah. the Riddler Batman Forever And then I don't know what he plays in it But it says here he was in Simon Birch Maybe he's the voice Narrating the thing Oh yeah yeah I think he's the narrator of that right. Yeah there you go Then Truman Show Man on the Moon Oh, we didn't say Man on the Moon. Oh, no, I did, I did, I uh, did. Oh, another one that we missed that's pretty obvious. Me, myself, and Irene. Oh, yeah. Like, we were talking fairly, brothers. Oh, wow. This is, dude, this is going to blow your mind. Eternal sunshine of a spotless mind. Like, in my opinion, his best drama. Like, of all the dramas he did, that one I thought really actually worked, you know? Yeah, and that was playing at the draft house last week. Yeah, and Lemony, lemony Snicket's not at the end. That's part of the problem. It's Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Um. Yeah. Uh, Horton Hears a Who. Yes, man, know the... Disney's A Christmas Carol, where he played a, a whole bunch of characters in oh, CGI or whatever. yeah. Oh, and I'm, I'm sad I missed this one just because, to me, it's like his last-ditch attempt to have a family comedy that would, that people would love, and I actually did kind of like it, because I like those little critters. Oh, the penguins. Mr. Mr. Popper's, Popper's Penguins! Damn it. And then there might be more, but that's as far as the Leonard Mall goes. There's probably a couple more that Leonard checked out on, that the app died before Jim made them. Let's see on IVDB now. 59 movies, or 59 performances as an actor and things. Oh, he shows up in Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. Uh Oh. He was on an episode of 30 Rock. I don't remember that. I bet you he was good, though. He's always good when he just comes in and fucking kills it. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that either. Like, he's a really good SNL host. And he was one of the funniest presenters on the uh, Golden Globes. I remember the first time he hosted SNL, like, 96 or whatever. It was when the cast had just flipped over, and no one had found that groove, so it wasn't very good, but then he showed up, and that one was, like, really good. Here's another great one. He was the rock and roll guy. He was, like, the actual Rose kind of character in the Deadpool the uh, Clint Eastwood movie uh, <laughs> his name was Johnny Squares <laughs> you know and he had a wig like you know like yeah. uh, like they wear in those bands <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Guns of Roses reunion? I don't believe it I don't believe it when I see it because they have they, they're always saying they're going to do stuff and then it doesn't happen this is uh, it's like their M.O. Yeah, yeah, All right, well, thank you, Jeff. Good game. You win. Yeah, and, uh, thanks nice for having me. And, <laughs> and um, oh, I just want to see something really quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah. Oh. movie number 23 wasn't number 23. That would have been, oh. been a fun coincidence. Um,. Excited to be going to Austin for a couple days. Uh, both of the shows I'm doing are sold out. I'm in the Master Pancake tomorrow night and uh, Douglas Movies this afternoon. But, uh, I mean, you could come down and try to squeeze in because uh, sometimes people buy tickets to my stuff and get high and forget. But, uh, Jeff, what do you got to plug? Uh, just check out the justanotherclown.com and Follow me on Twitter at JeffTay96. You can find out all about the things that are coming up. I'm coming to Florida. The Carolinas. Could um, you ram the car ahead of us? Because we've never had an accident on, on the minis episodes. I think that'd be a, a fun twist. I don't. can we just pretend? Bang! Oh, no! Ah! Oh, pull over. Get out your insurance information. And then you just stop the show dead right there. Oh, that, that would have been be... a good idea, but it's still <laughs> <laughs> it's well, good. Cause I gotta go to me tomorrow, talking about today and tonight, and how and how uh, we narrowly escaped this accident. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, also we use a car horn for the transitions in the rental car episode, so that would have been it'd be good to go bam and then honk honk and then Uh and then. But then you're cutting to me tomorrow, and I'll be alive, hopefully. So I watched Grease live last night. There are worse things I could do, I suppose. I didn't see all of it because it started super duper early uh, here in the central time zone. It started at 6 o'clock and that's when my Doug Loves Movies taping ended yesterday. Uh, Thank you to everyone who came out. But as far as Grease Live goes, the guy who played Danny Zuko could not capture the John Travolta magic but he did a good job of replicating the moves. A lot of times the, the show felt more like a reenactment of the movie uh, because all the choreography and the blocking and the dialogue, just a lot of it's very similar. And then some things are different because of course Grease was a musical before it became a movie, and so they made some changes for the movie. And now some of those changes were in the show last night on Fox. Julianne Huff did not attempt an Australian accent, for example. That was a smart move on their part. Dee uh, Dee Cohn as Vi and Barry Pearl as the uh, principal uh, were very nice casting touches. Uh, it was also there's a lot of colorblind casting. They had the uh, dude, that dude from uh, The Wire, and why can't I think of his name now? The, he has one scene in the final Twilight movie. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> he's in there as the uh, coach. Uh, but the MVP award goes to Vanessa Hutchins for not only having to play the slutty character that's always being shamed for her uh, dating more than one boy at a time. Uh, the actress, her father died the night before. And uh, she still went on with the show and uh, kept it together and did it in his honor. So that was nice. And the ending uh, was rather rousing and um, very cleverly staged because they go outside to, uh, you know, I was wondering how they're going to do the big amusement park, uh, the big carnival graduation ending. Uh, that they have in the movie they don't fly away in a car but they jump into a bunch of carts and ride over to a area where there's a bunch of rides and then they do more uh choreography it was pretty impressive the whole thing's pretty impressive that they did it all live and it was three fucking hours long um final score better than the nbc musicals because they had an audience So they clap at the end of the songs. It doesn't feel so flat when one song ends and then it goes into dialogue again. But the audience didn't laugh at any of the jokes. I mean, it's not the most hilarious show, but there's a lot of lines and things that happen that are supposed to be funny, and the audience wouldn't laugh, so they got a shitty audience uh, laughter-wise. So it gets real quiet during the uh, dialogue scenes and then becomes fun again or more fun uh, during the musical numbers. Speaking of music, Julian Loves Music is starting tomorrow night, the very first premiere taping at the UCB Franklin location in Los Angeles. It looks like some tickets are still available. It's at 11 o'clock. I know it's super late, but it's going to be a really fun show, and I'm excited to uh, to hear it probably on Tuesday Excuse me, Wednesday, and then Wednesday, Douglas Movies is happening at eight o'clock at UCBLA, and I've got a lineup that I know you will enjoy. So come to that if you can. The DLM Challenge continues for you guys, not for me. Uh, my good friend Heliardner Johnson <laughs> Johnson, you really should tweet at me uh, like of how to pronounce your name. Uh, saw Burn After Reading, movie number 46, entertaining, dark, and very funny. I'm glad you liked it. I like the beginning scene and the end scenes, like the bookends with David Rasha and um, J.K. Simmons uh, in that movie are really good and really funny, but I'm not a big fan of everything that comes in the middle. Jordan Tippett six minutes ago tweeted, movie number 43, Reservoir Dogs, the ending makes up for some of the meh parts of the movie. Meh parts? Parts of it are meh? Really? You couldn't come up with a real word and not just a stupid noise that people make when they have no critical faculties whatsoever? (laughs) I'm sorry, dude. I just can't stand meh. When people write meh on Twitter about things, I mean, especially when they write it about something that I did, it just makes me go, that person is just repeating a noise that they heard somewhere that's suddenly being used for criticism of things. Meh. Wrathchild29, like, you know what I mean? If you said that, if every time somebody asked you what you thought of something in real life, you just went, meh. Like, everyone would think you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) Wrathchild29 saw Turbo Kid. Very fun movie. I really enjoyed Lawrence Leboeuf, such an original character. Yeah, I hear nothing but good things about Turbo Kid. It's played at a couple festivals I've been at, and I just haven't gotten to it yet. I guess it's on Netflix now, so now I have a challenge. And Derek VL, because this is a very long mini in case you haven't noticed. Derek VL saw Burnt, and he says, It's like an okay meal at a fancy restaurant. I wanted more to chew on, and it's hard to get into. Uh, yeah, a lot of people aren't fans of Burnt, but I liked it for some reason, but maybe just because of all the food and, uh, you know, uh, I like the actors in it. Daniel Bruhl is, uh, is a really good actor. All right, you guys, um, this has been a super long mini. Thanks for listening to all of it, if you're doing that right now, and uh, douglovesmovies.com is where all, this, all my stuff is, and as always... Rental cars that are too small are a shithead. You're welcome, Jeff. This
1: is Douglas the, Mini. podcast, yeah, and it's quite a blast, it's bite-sized, so we don't download fast, it's a Doug Benson show, done Before You Know, listen for the dates that bringing name tag to the show, here with Leonard Maltin, rated in the game, named after him, made it funny that he's played it, you want Doug singing, a the screaming today, if your funny, bone hurts, roll up some big J's, a category if you wait to. Cause when you hear the shithead say, Keep it kind of dirt on the bands and burn